Welcome to Legends from the Hill, the Franciscan University Alumni Podcast. In celebration of our 75th Jubilee year, we are talking to alumni throughout our history about who they are, what they're doing now, and their candid experiences of life on campus. We're your hosts, Christy Fleming, Director of Alumni Relations, and Megan Cohen, Class of 2010. Join us as we hear how the Franciscan spirit lives on in the lives of our alumni on Legends from the Hill. Today, we're excited to have Anna Carter on the podcast. Anna graduated in 2009 with a degree in catechetics and theology. She is currently the president and co-founder of Eden Invitation, a movement providing support and resources for young adult Catholics experiencing same-sex desires or gender discordance. Anna recently was on campus to receive the Young Alumni Award at Homecoming for her dedication to this field. You can visit EdenInvitation.com for more information. Let's welcome Anna. Welcome, Anna. Thanks for coming to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. It's great to have you here uh, live in studio in Steubenville. Thanks for joining us. Absolutely. So let's just dive right in. And can you tell us where you're from and how you chose to study at Franciscan? Yes, I am originally from St. Paul, Minnesota, which is also where I currently live. And I chose to study Franciscan because I was a nerd. Um, When I was in high school, I went to the Steubenville conferences and I heard some recruitment pitch of somebody who was studying catechetics and theology. And I just, that's what I wanted. Like it just lit a fire in me as a 15 year old that I was like, that's what I want to do. Like I want to go to Franciscan and I want to become a religion teacher and that's my dream. And I, Francisca is the only place I applied. <laughs> I feel like that's maybe also one of the only places you can fulfill that dream too. It's like, I want to go here and study and then become an awesome religion teacher. I mean, and it's one, I think, especially at the time, I'm not sure about now, but at the time it was one of the only places offering that actually as a program, you know, that was, I think I came to the school, I graduated in 2009. So when I came in 2005, the the catechetics program was pretty new, you know, and it was emerging and, um, but it was specifically dedicated to that, which I was really excited about. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. So then once you got here, uh, what did you get involved in and what was your experience on campus as a student like? You know, I dove right in, which is probably no surprise based on how I got here in the first place. I like intend to do a household on the Feast of St. Francis. So (laughs) you actually like what, five weeks after school started? Oh, and yeah, I was I was sold. Uh, so I intended to carry Domini. Uh, I also helped uh, organize a flag football team with my floor mates. Uh, and that team actually like endured as kind of a base for intramurals for like all seasons and multiple years. So that was really great. Won some championships. Whoa, <laughs> big time here. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've got the shirts to prove it. Uh, and uh, yeah, so I got now household, intramurals, and then, I mean, I loved going to Tuesday night praise and worship. And that's kind of what I did. And, oh, in class, I, I went to class. Ah, that's a good thing to go to <laughs> once in a while. <laughs> yeah, sometimes we hear stories about the people that didn't go to class, but you know, they're on the podcast, so they're doing okay. We're moving along in the world, right? So um, is there any uh, thing from your time at Franciscan that was really memorable or, um, you know, you, you look back and you think that is iconic Franciscan or you, you 
when you're a teenager and you were looking forward to going to Franciscan, you're standing at Franciscan and you're thinking, this is it. I finally made it. This is my experience. This is what I always wanted, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think a few things. I think one, you know, I did, um, I really enjoyed, frankly, like my classes. Like, so I think on the one hand, like when you think of like what I wanted in an intellectual sense, like I just loved the opportunity. Like I totally geeked out in catechetics classes, like the opportunity to like make the lesson plans and make the curriculums. Like I just love tinkering with content um, and and just thinking about that stuff, which is good considering my job now. But um, I really enjoyed that a lot. Um, And I think too, I mean, I... um, you know, I, I also had a lot of opportunities. I think ever since I was a young person, I really, I've tended to find myself in like positions of leadership. And so, you know, on campus, I was really involved in household life. I was a coordinator. I became an RA. Um, and I, I feel like I really, which means, yes, I lived on campus all four years in St. <laughs> Thomas More Hall. Uh, <laughs> and so I think I, I really threw myself into, I guess, the, the Franciscan experience in that way. Um, and just being involved and engaged. Uh, yeah. And I mean, frankly as well, I think just being involved in like festivals of praise and, um, yeah. And just being able to, I think I, one of the things I was really looking forward to about Franciscan was that opportunity to, to like deepen prayer life around people who got it and, and wanted the same thing for their lives. And so I think especially those opportunities of just like openness to the spirit, whether that was, yeah. And, you know, festivals of praise or whether that was in praise and worship with my household, which is pretty charismatic. Um, and just like encountering the reality of the Holy spirit and God's love for me. Um, I think some of those were really the like, ah, it is good that we're here moments. Mm. Yeah. That's awesome. Can you think back to your time on campus and there was definitely some growth and development and changes happening. Is there anything specific of like the physical place of campus that you uh, just remember like changes that might have happened that somebody and a different generation or uh, someplace else, you know, you notice now? Yeah. I mean, one thing is the the buying of that golf course as a freshman. I really liked being outside and hiking and like, and I remember when that got bought and that actually might've been after I graduated though. And maybe it's been, I've been back on campus and been up there. Um, no, I think you're right. I think that your time and yeah, I think that's when they bought it. Yeah. So. And so just being able to like go up there and like walk around and see the pollution lace sunsets <laughs> and just be in that space, you know, I think the access to that is definitely a change. Um, the update to the dining hall, that happened mm-hmm. um, when I was on campus. Uh, oh, and the JC. I was the, I was here at like a time of a lot of construction. Like when I, I think when I was a freshman, it still was the, kind of the older style building and they were doing all of the repairs to it. So when I was a freshman, it was like half of the JC was like cordoned off in plastic because it was under construction. Oh, no way. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> And I think the bookstore was in a trailer, right? Like it was in a trailer across yes. from Antonian oh Hall. Oh my gosh. I, yes, I had forgotten <laughs> that, but I can, I picture it now. Yeah. I only know that because when I came to visit, I remember my mom being like, we got to go find the bookstore. You know, we got to get a t-shirt, you know? And it was like, we couldn't find it because it was in a trailer across, <laughs> across from the, from Antonian Hall. But that totally makes sense. So then when you came back sophomore year where you were like, wow, this is awesome. It was like a whole new, it was like a whole new experience for you. <laughs> Campus upgrade. Yeah. Wow. That's huge. 
Very good. Well, Anna, we're excited because you're back on campus this weekend. Um, it's homecoming weekend and you're here to um, accept an award that is for a distinguished alumni um, and in specifically just like doing amazing things. So we'd love to hear what post-graduation and post-student life has uh, led you to and what you're doing now that we are awarding you an award. Yes, I'm, I'm incredibly honored. Um, I, yeah, so after college, I, I did my dream eventually. I went to work for NET first, and then I did that dream of religion teaching um, for a number of years. Um, but I think, you know, another part of my story is um, I personally experienced same-sex desires, and that, you know, was definitely part of my experience at Franciscan, you know, those things just being being stirred up and figuring out what that what that meant for me and what that meant for relational dynamics and just growing an emotional maturity in that space was also a big part of my time here at Franciscan. And, um, you know, I think that's always been something on my heart as an area that's kind of underserved in the church. Um, and you know, so that was a place where God kind of led me. You know, I think people talk about like when you're, when you're looking for a place to, to serve or to give, or, or where is it that we can maybe give the most like thorough or authentic gift of ourself? Um, and I think sometimes you hear people say, right, it's kind of where like your desires and like the world's hunger meet, you know, it's kind of a cliched line, but I think there's something very real about it, right? Is where, where are these places of my life, um, that maybe could be considered a pain point, could be considered like a stumbling block, um, but also where do they meet like a very real need in the world? And so um, I ended up uh, with a friend of mine co-founding Eden Invitation, which is um, an outreach to young adult Catholics who experience same-sex desires, gender discordance, really kind of anything in that LGBTQ space, uh, and just trying to provide opportunities for people to just be received Um in the complexity of their lives and be like, okay, let's talk about this. Let's be real about this. Like, how does this, how does sexuality and faith, like, and your body, like, how does this all intersect? And to find people that are really wanting to go in the same direction with their life of following Christ in the church and being his disciple. And, you know, how do you do that in, in community with one another and support each other in friendship and accountability? Um, and then really just to cultivate a spirit of, of hope and really creative discipleship going forward. Like, what could your life look like? What is your yes to the Lord look like in the midst of those experiences? Um, and so, you know, we do we do small groups, we do retreats, and um, just yeah, offer an opportunity for um, ongoing community for people. That's amazing. That's all I have to say. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's, you're right. I mean, it's so necessary and so needed. So way to be bold and do that. I'm sure there was a lot of challenges along the way and still are day to day, but that's incredible. What a gift to the church and to these young people. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, I think this is not a, this isn't something that's going away (laughs) in the world today. If anything, (laughs) like I think the, the temperature is getting just increasingly turned up. Um, and I think sometimes that can, you know, lead to, to fear maybe for people within the church of what do I say? What do I do? How do I respond? Um, and I think sometimes you see maybe like a kind of a circling of the wagons mentality of like us versus the culture. And, and I think there's a validity to that, you know, to, that, that that's important to be aware of. And like, you know, how do we you know, protect our institutions and all that kind of thing? Um, but I think there's also reality that culture is made up of individual people, right? It's made up of individual people who... Um, are just aching for love. They're aching for encounter. They're aching 
for God, whether or not they know it. <laughs> um, and so just being able to meet people, you know, and invite people into relationship with Jesus and to invite people um, to maybe an expanded understanding of what their life could be. <laughs> right. Right. Their purpose. Absolutely. That's yeah. amazing. That's amazing. So do you have any tips for all of us for what we like who we encounter and just walking with people in that situation and in that position? I mean, I think the most baseline one, given our time limits here today, <laughs> would be just to just be human together, right? I mean, if, um, you know, as Catholics, I think we recognize that human dignity being made in the image and likeness of God is just a, a cornerstone of so much of our doctrine, like the entire moral life builds on that, you know, like so much built on that. And I think at the same time, it can be really easy if someone disagrees with us or is having a kind of an alternative lifestyle around that LGBTQ space to like have that, like it or not, kind of influence or dominate or color the way that we interact with them. Um, but if we really believe in that basic human dignity, then that's actually the foundation, right? And so to be able to to be present to those people in our lives, our friends and family members, and still ask them about their lives, like be interested in what they're doing, like ask them questions about about their experiences, right? Like when, you know, when did you start experiencing this? Um, what has that been like for you? What's that been like for you in the church? Like learning about their experience, right? Because then I think with the, you know, and then asking for the guidance of the Holy Spirit for that conversation, right? Because you know a little bit more of their story. You know a little bit more about where they're coming from, um, what they love, what they fear. Um, and then you can relate to them on that level um, and um, just have maybe more personalized response to them. Right. That's beautiful. Thank you. Um, so kind of going off of that, do you have any advice for students and young graduates of Franciscan, either in this, you know, climate, this culture um, where we experience these, you know, these friendships with people that, you know, experience, um, you know, same sex desires or, you know, whatever. Um, or what do you have to say for students in general that are, are going out into the world in whatever experience they're, you know, whatever, whatever they're walking into. Yeah. I mean, I think the, uh, you know, it's no like secret that aspects of Franciscan are a bubble, you know, we talk about that. <laughs> I put that in air quotes, right. We, we know that intellectually. And I think there's ways that we might be like prepared, trying to prepare for that emotionally. Um, but, um, I just, I think there is an importance um, here at Franciscan as a young grad, work, really for any human being, to really, um, to know Jesus, frankly. Like, and what I mean by that is I think I've just seen, um, and I'm sure a lot of people listening to this podcast can relate to this, right? I think we've seen people from my graduating class, or I've seen people that I went to school with going in all sorts of different directions for all sorts of different reasons, Um and I think I know for me, you know, I think some of my hardest, like, um, I guess you could say temptations or my hardest experiences around same-sex attraction, for example, came post-Franciscan, right? Because maybe there's less systems of support in place um, and just how easy it is and how easy it can feel to maybe choose other options in life. Mm -hmm. um, and I think for me, what so much of it comes just back down to is... I've, I just can't forget 
everything I know of the Lord. You know, I just can't forget those visceral experiences of his love for me. Like, I just can't, that's just too real to me. Um, and so I think to make sure that um, you're really making your prayer life your own, right? There's a lot of great tools at Franciscan. There's a lot of great spiritualities and all these things. And maybe there can be comparison or even competition sometimes between those things. Um, and yeah. you need to know the Lord the way he's inviting you to know him personally um, and to really like learn from those different spiritualities and to find the ones that are like, no, this, this is how the Lord speaks to me. And to carve out time in your life every single day to listen to his voice um, and to know his love and to see how he's inviting you to love him and to love the people around you in return. I think that's just one of the most critical things in life, <laughs> no matter what age you are. <laughs> I think you nailed it. There's really, I mean, that's the only advice for every part of life and everything that is really difficult. And it's really hard to carve out that time and to prioritize that out outside of Franciscan. But uh, yeah, I'm convicted just hearing you of like, yeah, there's all, you can always find time if, if, if it's a priority, it's, it's a priority and it needs to be, uh, yeah, every day. Well, and to know that, like, your individual relationship with God, I think, like, transcends other people's opinions about what your relationship with God should be, right? Um, I, I think, ooh. <laughs> just in the sense of, I think there can also be a sense, too, like, for maybe young grads, like, leaving Franciscan, like, things don't look the way that they used to. Um, or you might have this expectation of, like, well, I... I went to praise and worship every week and now I can't, or I went to daily mass every single day and now I can't. Um, or maybe you're leaving Franciscan and you're realizing like, gosh, I really like internalized some things about what my prayer life relationship with God or relationship with the church needed to be that for someone else's opinion. And they weren't actually mm. what I need to do right now, you know? Um, and um, yeah. And I think just to be able to say like, okay, like Lord, what's my relationship with you? Um, and like to make sure you're like, Yep, I'm going to the sacraments. I'm encountering the Lord. I think that's just really important. Yeah. Amen. Amen. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> that's so good. Man, I, well, I'm inspired, and uh, yeah, that's great. I think we all needed to hear that. Thank you. Um, so we would like to take you back again to your time as a student, and uh, we have what we call our hot takes from the hill, uh, where we'd love to just hear about your experience as a student. So, uh, who was your favorite professor? You know, I think it's a toss-up. Um, I really liked Sister Johanna in Catechetics. Um, she was just sassy. Like, I loved seeing, like, a sassy woman in leadership. I feel like that was a great example to me because I feel like that's sometimes my vibe as well. Um, so I really appreciated her. Um, she's really encouraging. And then I also really enjoyed uh, Dr. Martin. I call him to myself mostly a poet theologian <laughs> like if you ever had his class like just the way that he talks and shares with you the mysteries of god is yeah. just pretty great i mean he could read like a menu and you might ha you might have like a supernatural experience from him reading like the mcdonald's menu you know or you know it's like and i think he might be in the top five impersonated professors of all time as well <laughs> I totally, I totally agree with that. Do not compare mine to the others. I'm <laughs> sure a man with a naturally deeper voice could have done that. That was great. That was great. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So going off of that, did you have a favorite class? Yeah. So I think, uh, I thought about this one in advance. I think my 
favorite in the sense of the way it's impacted my life the most is actually Dr. Martin's Trinity class. Um, you know, I, I learned a lot in all of my classes, but I felt like that class, I remember being halfway through it and turning to one of my friends and I was like, I feel like I know less about God than when I started this class. And my friend was like, I think that's the point of it. Um, I think it, <laughs> that course really impressed upon me, God's transcendence, his ineffability. Um, and obviously like, I think there's a lot of focus um, at Franciscan and in, in the Catholic Church in general right now about about the incarnation and about the imminence of God, which is really, really important. And that's what the whole incarnation is about. You know what I mean? Like that's good. That's important. That's what Jesus is here for. Um, but I think sometimes that if you're if you don't have a sense, if you're in a period of desolation or you're just experiencing really natural depression, you know what I mean? Like if the imminence of God isn't as obvious and that's the only concept of God that you're operating out of, it can be really, really discouraging. And I think I've actually found a lot of hope in my life in remembering God as mystery. Mm. Um, and God is something I can never quite put my finger on and will never be in any box that I create. Um, and I, th- I have to credit, I think, that class for impressing that on me in a more experiential way. That's an awesome answer. I, I don't think my favorite class answer was that good. I don't think it's impacted me the rest of my life in my relationship with Jesus. But, you know, we got to move on. Okay, so where did you study for this amazing, um, tri- you said it was Trinity? It was about yeah, on the Theology Trini- 333. Okay. Ooh. Ooh, the whole, they did that on purpose. Totally. They did that on purpose. <laughs> Dr. Martin, that has your name written all over it. Okay. Um, what would, where was your favorite place to study? Probably the common room. I was uh, such a turd about it. I would like get my friends to study and we'd like take over the common room the whole day. And we'd even leave to go get fast food, but leave all our stuff out so no one else could take it. The classic annoyance, a note on the window, do not enter, taken. Oh, that was me all the time. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's great. Did you have a favorite friar or sister when you were on campus? You know, I I think probably my favorite friar. I'm sorry, he's not actually a TOR, but <laughs> he's an OFM. That's okay. He was here. Um, he was here. So I got to know uh, Father Rick Martinetti um, a little bit actually on campus, but actually a little bit more after. But um, yeah, I I just appreciated his warmth um, and his real genuine interest in me and his compassion on my messy places. I felt like he was someone that modeled having more compassion for me than I had for myself. Um, so really appreciate it. Great shout out. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So what was your favorite thing to do off campus? I alluded to this earlier, but I actually really liked hiking. You know, I think the Ohio River Valley area, it's just, it's so beautiful. You know, um, the history, you know, I think that the history of development obviously caused its trajectory to go in a particular direction, um, you know, more industrial than recreational. But um, there's just so much beauty here, just in the hills and in the valleys and there's state, you know, just different state parks. And now there's a new national park, like not that far away in West Virginia. Um, and just the the natural amenities here, you wouldn't you wouldn't think of it if you just kind of stayed around the hill and stayed in town. Um, but uh, there's just a lot of beauty here, um, really through all of the seasons. And I, I really enjoyed exploring the area. 
Yeah, it's a it's a fun place. Um, all right. Finally, with all of your ministry, and I feel like you probably do a bit of travel. Um, have you ever run into an alum in an unexpected place? No. Seriously. I I was like, I don't really have a funny story for this. Because I do, you're right. I mean, because of travel, I feel like I run into alumni anywhere and like everywhere. Like it, so there's not a place. It's not like I've been at like a rest stop bathroom and been like, hey, we graduated together. You know, like that just hasn't really happened to me. I think probably the weirdest thing I've done, weird for me maybe, that I've done with alumni since graduating was a couple summers ago during COVID. I was in this like digital role-playing game led by Bob Rice and Michael Welker. Um, and I don't even know how I got invited to it, but you ha- it was the, the sort of thing where you had to like have a character and you're, it's kind of like a and d They'd like written their own D&D thing. Um, and so I did that over Zoom with them. <laughs> that was probably <laughs> Was it just alumni? The most unexpected and- thing that I did with alumni. <laughs> was it just Bob? And alumni, no, there was, and then oh, there's other people. In this. No, it yeah. was like pretty much all alumni. I think the person who invited me, ironically, was not an alumni. So there was like one person there who did not go to Franciscan. And that was the one person who invited me. So that was kind of funny. So interesting. I don't I don't think anybody's mentioned a digital mm. space where they've met other alumni. So you're the first. You get that yeah. award. Very post-COVID world. <laughs> right? <laughs> awesome. Well, Anna, this has been such a pleasure and very edifying. So thank you so much for stopping by. Thank you for sharing with us. Um, congratulations on your award. And just know of all of our continued prayers for your ministry and all that you're doing. And we look forward to having you back um, again on campus and seeing you around the country. Thank you. It's really good to be here and just in such an honor yeah. to receive the award. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Legends from the Hill. If you liked this conversation, please share it with an alumni you think would also enjoy it. And be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Franciscan Alumni to stay up to date on events in your area and news on campus. Do you know an alumni who has a story to tell? We want to hear legends from throughout our 75-year history. Email us suggestions for the podcast at alumni at franciscan.edu. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode of Legends from the Hill.